Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk through the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the little snafu between Sarah Trott and the rest of Matt James' contestants on the last episode of The Bachelor, the Claire and Dale breakup news that shook Bachelor Nation, well, not really, and Sabrina Carpenter's new song, Skin, which we hope to be the end of this love triangle saga between her, Olivia Rodrigo, and Joshua Bassett. Let's discuss. to admit it but i'm back baby welcome back how are you doing did you get a little r&r in the last week honestly it's good to be back i had quite the week last week i guess two weeks ago now if you're listening and just shout out to you audrey i know i've thanked you already and i know that our dms have been flooded with compliments for how well you did last week's episode but just really co-host of the year you're just the best and i really appreciate you filling in I, yeah, I just had a really weird week. I lost power for several days. There was just a lot happening. And Audrey really took the weight of the world on her shoulders and carried this podcast through. So I appreciate it. But it's really good to be back. Yeah, no, it's good to have you back. And you're welcome. It was honestly a good time. And we did a little poll on our Instagram to see, you know, get some, put some feelers out for how that uh, episode was received. And it seems like everybody was cool with it. Obviously, you know, we got a lot of feedback. I was like, yeah, I totally like love it when it's the both of you, but it's good to know that when we can, or if we need to, or, you know, we both work full-time jobs. So sometimes it's, it's a little bit of a a tight squeeze to get everything for the pod done as well. So it's nice to know that we have that option, but obviously that's not going to be like the default or anything, but it was fun. I had a good time. And somebody brought up a great point that so many of our listeners don't know one of us. And so it was kind of a cool way for them to get to know you, Audrey, just one-on-one. I know it was actually funny too, because I was thinking there's a couple solo podcasts that I've listened to, like Emma Chamberlain has one, Call Her Daddy Now is like a solo podcast for the most part. And those are honestly interesting to listen to sometimes. So I was like, let me give it a shot. And listening back, it's kind of weird. It's weird having a conversation with yourself. <laughs> I like have to say. trapped in an echo chamber. I was dying when you did question of the day because I didn't think that you would do it. <laughs> because I'm like, is she going to ask herself a question? But it was so good. It felt I wrong. that kind of tea before. And I think that is a London fog, by the way, what you were referencing. That is definitely Thank you. fog. I yeah. did never Google it. So thank you for that. You should get the tea. You should sip that tea. I should. I should try it. I have it right now, though. So sorry. Oh, you're so good. (laughs) Okay, well. Quickly, before we jump into the question of the day, I do want to say that if you all are listening to this on a Monday or even on a Tuesday or even next Wednesday, next Wednesday is Audrey's birthday. So if you're listening to this, make sure you hit her up. You slide into those DMs, even if you're early, and wish her a very happy birthday. Birthday. Woo! I'm fucking lit. You know what's crazy is like, I was honestly curious, like, am I going to have a COVID birthday? Because... I didn't have a COVID birthday last year because my birthday was in January. And I was actually in Hawaii last year for my birthday for a work trip, which was fucking iconic and legendary. And so this year is going to, me and James are going to drive to Salem and get in and out. Oh, and kind of the same thing. Kind of the same as Hawaii. I mean, basically just a little different weather. Yeah. I'm really, really fucking stoked. 
it's so funny that you say that because my birthday is in May. So two months after the, this whole pandemic started. And I legitimately thought in March and in April, I was like, oh, I feel so bad for people whose birthdays fall during this thing. Like I legitimately thought that my birthday would be normal. Yeah, that's crazy. And now it's like, I might have two COVID birthdays. So that's crazy. I'm sorry. Yep. yep. It's okay. Oh, well, maybe you'll get a vaccine on your birthday or something. I know. That'd be great. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's get into the question of the day for this episode, which was submitted by another lovely follower. And the question is the following. If you had to pick, <laughs> if you had to pick a different name for your co-host, what would it be and why? Okay. I'm going to go first Okay, because Audrey said that she was able to come up with one pretty much right away for me. And here's my thing. Whenever I try to come up with different names for people, I see people in terms of their name as letters. Okay. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but for example, I was FaceTiming with my friend Halia not that long ago and we asked each other the same thing. And I was like, I see you as an M letter. And then I had to come up with names that are, you know, start up with M. Okay. And so for you, your letters in my mind were A, R, and N. And I know that I shouldn't have said A because your name is Audrey, but I just, you're such a strong A. And so <laughs> my name for you, if you had to be another A, would be Amelia. Oh my God. You That's like that? So cute. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't. No, 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 no. I do. My my best friend's name is Amy. And that's actually cute because like my sister wrote this play too. And it was kind of like loosely based on her siblings. And she named me Amelia in her. Oh play. my God. Yeah. Wait, I okay. love Amelia. I think that's a beautiful name. Was that did you have another one for R and N? Yes, which I don't think you'll like as much. So for R, okay. I had Reagan, which I know, which a lot of people like freak out. They're like, Reagan is such a like, you know, boy's name or whatever. It's just kind of like rough around the edges. But I'm telling you, I think it's such a powerful, beautiful name. And I just see that for you. That's cool. No, like I wouldn't have ever thought of I don't even if you asked me to name all the R names like I knew I probably wouldn't have said Reagan. But it's a cool name. I I don't know. I've never encountered any single human named Regan. So that's cool. You see me as unique. You see me as different. You see me as iconic. And I like that. Exactly. And then the last one is a little more basic because I just saw the letter N for you. And the only N name that I could really see sort of fitting you, it's way more on the basic side, but Natalie. And it's not my first pick, but I think it could work for you. So that's those are my, those are my I, kinda, I looked at myself in my reflection on Zoom and I was like, hey, Natalie. And I was hey, like, hey, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think Natalie's actually my favorite out of the Really? Three, which is weird because like, I don't know. I, Yeah, it's cute. Wow. Okay. I simply read this uh, submitted question and I thought about you and then I thought about your alternate name and that is Julia. Really? Yeah. Why Julia? Because, and it really depends because you know how like there's a thing where when you're naming, like if you're naming your future kid, you... Cause I know, I think I've encountered like a fair amount of Julia's in my life. And like, yeah. normally if I was naming a kid, I like probably wouldn't want to name them someone who's like relatively close to me who had the same name because then it would be like, Oh, are they, you know, is it the same vibe? Totally. Like, there's a couple names and I won't say them, but like names of people from like when I was a little kid who like irk me. And like, if your name is that name, then like, you can't name just, your kids that I like anticipate that person being irked horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, I don't know, like 
it just feels it seems like it matches your aura and like your your hair for some reason and like your your build like your tallness and like the warmth that you exude just it gives me very julia vibes and then what was the other one that i had it was julia and um julia emily it was like another basic like white girl name oh my god great great (laughs) i will say that i asked my parents what i was going to be named if it wasn't emily and their answer was katie and I'm like, could we please? Like, my last name is Jones. Can we please Katie get a Jones. little more original? Like, I was yeah, bound wait, to be basic. Wait, Emily. What? Julia Jones. Kind of iconic. Julia Jones. Kind that sounds iconic. like I'm going to be a detective. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, what did Halia say that she thought your name would be? Oh, sh- that's a great question. Oh, I'll text her. Okay, well, don't text her now. We're in the middle of a podcast. Oh my God, you're right. Okay, Halia, uh, hit me up. I'll answer that on the next one. <laughs> but I, I do like the name Julia. I mean, one of my really great friends in New York is named Julia. And we don't look alike. I would like, we're not, people don't look at us on the street and go, wow, are you two sisters? But we kind of look, I mean, she's tall. She has long, dark hair. And she's like a very warm, kind person. So I take that as a very high compliment from you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so Julia and Natalie, <laughs> co-hosts of the wrong side. That honestly sounds about white. Okay. <laughs> All right. Should we get into the first story of the day? Yes, we have some good ones today and we're ready. We've been excited for this all week. Yeah, I'm actually pretty fucking stoked because we kind of piece together our outline throughout the week and we kind of rank, you know, what's going on, what do we want to talk about? And we were missing a third story. And then Sabrina Carpenter did us a favor, I guess, but did many other people dirty, but she's at the end because I need to just get through all the other stuff so that we can just fully rage. Build up to it, work up to it. So we're going to start with the um, latest episode of Sarah, Sarah. Watch Sarah on ABC, Mondays at 8. Of The Bachelor, which, you know, we don't need to recap the whole episode. I'm going to be actually 100% honest. I fast-forwarded through the one-on-ones because this early in the game, it's just a waste of fucking time. Like, think about how many one-on-ones you watch in your lifetime. Like, in your actual lifetime of being a Bachelor fan, who they never even come back on The Bachelor franchise. They, like, just kind of disappear into the Netherlands like I I just I can't even focus my time on it anymore so I've just gone to let me get the drama let me get the tea so we're going to be talking about the Sarah Trot tea that was going on now Sarah started off the season as an obvious front runner getting the invite to one of Matt's first two one-on-one dates Um, on her one-on-one date she told Matt that her father has ALS and that she worries that she's spending precious time on the show that she should be spending with her father Last week's episode ended with a cliffhanger when Sarah fainted during the rose ceremony, and this week's episode begins with the rest of the contestants speculating that she faked it for attention. Then, on this week's episode, tensions rose even higher when she barged in on a group date that she wasn't invited to, to tell Matt something important to her, that's in quotes, which ended up being just that she feels insecure and worried about his relationships with other women progressing faster than theirs. And I mean, that's in so many words. She didn't say that verbatim, but it was kind of just like, ooh, I'm insecure, And I'm not feeling good. And Matt kind of having to be like, I got you, girl. And (laughs) this was the final straw for the contestants who, when they got their moment to talk to Sarah as a group, absolutely read her to fucking filth and confronted her for being manipulative, fake, and inconsiderate of other 
women, which ultimately led her to leave the show on her own accord. So it was kind of a crazy time. And I went through a whirlwind of emotions over this entire situation. And I think it's super interesting because it's one of those things on The Bachelor where there's two clear perspectives and neither of them are wrong in some ways and in other ways they are. But it's really interesting how you can see how emotionally charged the women get. And I can see why they get that way. And I can also see why Sarah is being like super insecure just like can't even handle anything person. And I feel for both sides. So I want to talk about it in depth. Let's first, I wanted to quickly unpack one thing that I had seen a lot on Twitter was a lot of Bachelor Nation criticizing Sarah for coming on the show when her dad is sick. And I just found that to be so shitty. (laughs) Did you see that at all? Did you see any of that discourse happening on Twitter? Oh, of course. People were, yeah, just attacking her for, you know, if you knew that your dad was sick, then why would you come on the show? You could have come on another season. Why now? You should have known that this was going to happen if you did come on the show. Yeah, people, everybody was, she was probably the most hated person in the world on that day. It was really uncomfortable for me because I just feel, and maybe, and I just want to offer a little bit of perspective about that. Um, Because when my dad was sick, I went I didn't stay home. I went back to college and that's because it wasn't a pleasant experience and he had care and it wasn't pleasant for me to be home. And so you don't have to like put your your life on pause just because somebody in your life is sick because it can actually do more harm than good. And some people might choose to do the opposite. Maybe someone else in her position would choose to not go on The Bachelor. But I just like kind of wanted to mention that briefly. I don't feel that that makes her, you know, bad or you know, have ill intentions or stupid for going like, obviously she's emotionally charged about that. And it's definitely like on the top of her mind, but that doesn't mean she's like not ready for love or whatever, just because her dad is sick. So I just kind of wanted to say that first. Now she she did do an interview with Lauren, Chris Harrison's girlfriend on entertainment tonight. And Lauren asked her the same thing. You know, you know, a lot of people are criticizing you for coming on the show when you knew your dad was sick. And what do you really have to say about that? And she had pretty much the same answer that she offered to Matt, which I believe is that her family supported the decision. I think if her family had said, you know, hey, we really prefer for you to stay home and spend some time with us and and we need your help, then I think she would have stayed. There yeah, was- I mean, oh, sorry, go. No, I was just going to say, I can't really speak for how I would react in a situation like that. But I do believe her that, yeah, she was, it doesn't mean that she wasn't ready to find love. And I, I don't think she was a bad person for coming on the show. And then just because of that. Yeah. Everybody's different. Like, I think if you made the decision to stay or made the decision to go, it just depends on who you are. And it sounds like he got diagnosed from her story. He got diagnosed with ALS a few years back. And so it was a really long-term, it's a long-term illness that kind of deteriorates your body like very slowly so if her being gone for two months like really in the grand scheme isn't it's just like a stupid thing to focus on so I just get mad about but that doesn't you know she's not free from criticism but I feel like that part I just kind of wanted to address now let's talk about just kind of our initial thoughts when Sarah showed up at the group date and her conversation with Matt like tell me what you were thinking when that happened two words 
oh no because <laughs> and again this is nothing I don't know why people get so surprised and so shocked because this happens every season okay if I get really bored this weekend I could pull together a whole montage of every time that someone has crashed a group date this is not a new plot twist or crazy thing that happens during the bachelor or the bachelorette mm-hmm. but what frustrated me is that Usually when people crash the date, they have a very clear reason for why they're doing so. You know, they're saying, I feel like I haven't seen you this week, or I was feeling a little bit down, or I was feeling like, you know, I was questioning things. And they're all pretty stupid reasons. I don't think I've ever seen a good interruption of a group date. Yes. But what frustrated me the most about her interrupting the group date was that she could not articulate why she was there and I know that you pieced together you know a good oh she was feeling insecure and worried about his relationships with other women which we were all able to finally piece together but when she was talking to Matt all she could say was it's just so hard hard. I just it's it's a lot it's a lot and I I watched I I went back and rewatched their conversation and I legitimately can't understand I'm like I need a translator what are you guys talking about and Matt just kept saying things like yeah I I got you I know I know but I'm like you know what what do you have like it was a horrible conversation to watch and I I didn't like it from the start I feel like I have a suspicion that there was a lot of that conversation that was a little bit chopped and spliced together from an editing standpoint, because what's confusing to me is that her excuse with the women was that she was actively considering going home at that point because of how insecure she was feeling. Mm -hmm. And when she said that, I got pissed off because I was like, no, you did. You like if you were feeling that you didn't say that to Matt. But then I was like, oh, well, it could have been edited out. And the reason that I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt is because she actually did leave (laughs) like most of the time because I could see the perspective of the women when they were like, oh, you're just dangling this in front of his head to get attention so that you can like manipulate more time. And like, it's kind of a classic tale. I used to like, what, what girl didn't do this in high school when they, you know, act insecure because they want more attention from that person. And that's when you're in high school and you don't have, you're not fighting for a man over 30 other women. So I was kind of on the team, the other girl's side when she was, when Sarah first had jumped in on the group date, because I was like, I don't think you're trying to leave at all. I think that you're just trying to get some extra time, trying to get some attention. And like, while it is a produced narrative or whatever situation for somebody to barge in on a group date that they're not invited on, producers do have to be the ones to say, yes, here's where you can go. But it's ultimately on the contestants decision making whether or not they actually go through with that. And if I were a contestant, I would never fucking do that because I know that everybody would absolutely come from my throat. So unless something actually crazy happened where you could defend it when the girls started getting mad, I would never, ever do that. But, you know, I could tell Sarah, I don't think she was lying about being insecure and being going crazy. I think she just wasn't prepared for that situation which all the other girls were like very clearly like this is the show this is what happens on the show it's so fucking annoying that you are acting like you had no idea that this is how it was going to feel I loved when that one girl was like if everyone who felt insecure or if everyone who felt insecure over this situation had time with Matt then none of us would have any time with Matt or something yes that was so good and I was like yeah that's a great point and I think And I understood when they were kind of like, and let's just transition into later on when they were reading her to filth in the lobby of the hotel or whatever. 
And I understood when one of them was just like, you're being so manipulative, like you're, you're totally manipulating. But I also understood, I just wished Sarah had been like, you know what, you're right. And it wasn't fair. And I like regret it. And I kind of feel like she did do that. And then when she apologized sincerely, like she sincerely apologized and meant it and felt really bad and didn't want to be in a bad relationship with these girls. And then they just kept fucking hammering in because she was vulnerable. And that's when my, I switched sides because I was like, how often do you see somebody actually come down and apologize sincerely and mean it and like want to do anything to make it better? And none of them, except for that one girl, Katie, like, oh my God, fucking MJ was being such a bully. She was being so rude and mean. Like they were being mean high school girls. Which, okay, here's, here's my take on all this. When Matt showed up to the house or to the, not to the house, to the hotel to get, to pick up, you know, to start his new one-on-one, I did find it frustrating that she was hiding up in her room all alone. I think it would have been better and they still would have been pissed, but I think it would have been better if she had been downstairs and then asked him when he showed up, Hey Matt, can I steal you for a couple minutes? And then walked away with him. I, which I, again, it still, yeah. it would not have gone over well, but at least she would have been down there. Whereas, you know, Matt has to go rescue her and goes up to yes. the room. And also Matt, I, I know I was like, shitting on him a lot for kissing with his eyes open which the whole world was doing but I'm like Matt why did he jump on her when he went up to talk to her that made me so uncomfortable I'm like okay if she's actually feeling like really insecure and down and not good maybe she doesn't want like a six foot four man to just be jumping on her on the bed so that made me really uncomfortable and then also when they stood up to go talk he was like holding her from behind and then they kind of like awkwardly sidestepped out I just there was there was some weird stuff going on there that I really did not like but as far as when she finally did come downstairs it's so hard to tell again because of editing and maybe she did have you know say a a few more words that would have made us feel even worse for her or who knows how it actually went down but I will agree that the girls went a little too hard I think they got a little too excited I think as as soon as she decided to leave is when I was team Sarah kind of because it proved to me that leaving wasn't out whether or not she said it to Matt leaving was actually something that she was considering she wouldn't she if somebody were actually toxic manipulative and in that same exact situation they would not have left because it wasn't about that it wouldn't have been about that it would have been about getting Matt's attention and trying to get through to another week and so that's why I feel like the way that all the women bullied her was actually the reason that she left literally it wasn't because of Matt she was insecure Matt helped her out through that it was because of all the women and let me just touch on MJ for a second the thing that really pissed me off about her was when she was talking to I think she was talking to Piper actually and MJ was like it's so annoying like she just holds up in her room and then she doesn't even communicate with us doesn't even apologize and then goes back into her room Dude, she literally came downstairs, apologized. You all fucking bullied her to shit. Why the hell would she come back and be around you? You didn't accept her apology. Like, what else do you want her to say? That was what was annoying to me. Like, recognize that you are the one in the wrong at this point. Like, she was basically down there being like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say to make it better? 
And they were like, the damage is done, basically, which is so fucking dramatic. Like, just get over it. It's over. She learned her lesson. She could have, you know, kept going and she definitely wouldn't have done that again. Or if she did, then maybe she would deserve it. But yeah, I, I really feel, I feel like it was undue negativity thrust upon Sarah. I think she was being insecure, but I don't think she was being manipulative. I don't think she walked into that situation being like, I am going to puppeteer this entire situation and watch me. She just was like having a hard time. No, I agree with that. And I, after her exit, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not team Sarah. I'm not a Sarah stan. I'm not like following her on Instagram. I really don't care what she does with her life from here on out. But I do think that all the girls that just absolutely shat on her are on the wrong side in this situation I think at different parts in the episode we have different people on the wrong side Sarah was on the wrong side for crashing the group date when she really didn't have anything to offer or like anything specific to say and she knew that was like that was a horrible idea obviously the girls were going to be mad Victoria was on that group date okay you don't crash a group date with Victoria because things are going to get ugly and but then, yeah, by the end of the episode, I agree with you. When she did leave, I was more so like, okay, the girls are sort of on the wrong side now because that was rough to watch. Every single person, including Matt James, is on the wrong side, except for Katie, aka Vibrator Girl, who oh is a God. fucking icon. She was victim to the group date crash more so than anyone else because that was fucking awkward. And she could have been a little more subtle with her awkward, like it was a little too much. She should have just let them have their time. Like when she sat down, I wanted to actually throw up, but so nice. She confronted Sarah after the fact and was like, I do not stand for what just happened back there. I understand. And like, I just want you. And she literally was like, I think you should stay because if you have a connection with Matt, then you need to see that through or else it's not going to make sense for me to be here. And I thought that was a, such a great point. And she's so wise and she's from Washington and of I'm from course. Washington. And so I, I'm a little confused about her, but I, her I Instagram is a strong. little bizarre. It's a little bizarre, but I feel very strongly about Katie and I hope that she at least makes it to another bachelor franchise. I don't know. I, people, people are saying she's getting the bachelorette edit. I don't know that that's the case, but I could definitely see her on paradise. I think she'd be a great asset to Bachelor in Paradise. I, I, yeah, I definitely don't see her being the Bachelorette because you know who she kind of reminds me of is, I don't remember her last name, but remember Alexis, the dolphin girl? The shark girl. Oh, the shark girl. Are you sure? I thought she was like left shark. Wasn't she dressed up as the shark? Oh, you're right. Why did I think she was a dolphin? Maybe I'm thinking of like a dolphin trainer. Same energy. Same energy. Same energy. Same energy. And everybody loved her. I mean, she was a little more wild than Katie is I'd say but you know she had that really unique funny entrance that everybody was cracking up about she was a quirky girl and then she was just a homie to the other girls like she became really good friends with everybody on the show very supportive kept it real and I get the same vibe from her and so I do think that Katie will stick around but not quite the bachelorette vibe yeah we'll have to see you're right that she looks like Vanessa Bayer Oh my God. If anybody, I think <laughs> I, I should have done a poll or I should have really done a side by side. Cause I, I just assume that everybody knows who Vanessa Bayer is, but if you do not know who Vanessa Bayer is, watch one of her old SNL sketches. Even the mannerisms are the same when Katie was awkwardly interrupting the date and kind of like shimmying back and <laughs> forth, like, yeah. Oh, well, could you, you know, are you done? Or like a couple more minutes and it's all Vanessa Bayer energy. And I just, totally. I couldn't unsee it after that. 
Okay. I think we need to move on to our next thing because we got really in depth there. Yes. Yeah. This is something that we could have honestly pre-recorded probably two months ago, just in (laughs) (laughs) getting ready for this story. Claire and Dale have split. And this literally came as a surprise to no one, but we're just going to quickly kind of walk you guys through the step-by-step process, what went down, how it happened. So people kind of knew there was trouble in paradise. So back on January 14th, Claire posted a picture of her holding her mom's hand on Instagram and included in the caption, quote, she has good days and bad, just like we all do. Well, today I couldn't hide my hard day. A mother always knows. Without saying a word, she reached in her pocket and pulled out the tissue and just squeezed my hand. At at that point, everybody sort of knew that it was over and there were already rumors speculating. People had seen Dale with another woman. It was like, but not confirmed yet. I don't know. Things were just getting messy. And then on Tuesday of last week, January 19th, all these news sources started posting that the two had split, but neither Dale or Claire had spoken out about it. So we probably knew that it was true, but maybe it was leaked. We hadn't heard directly from the sources until a few hours later on that Tuesday, Dale took to Instagram to confirm the split. And he wrote, quote, I wanted to share with you all that Claire and I have decided to go our separate ways We appreciate the love and support we've received from so many people, but this is the healthiest decision for both of us at this time. We strongly believe in leading with love and always remaining true to oneself, something our families have taught and instilled in us throughout our lives. We only hope the best things for one another. And this was instantly to you because we had heard nothing from Claire at this point. Usually when couples like this announce their splits, they almost always post the same thing at the same time. It's a very planned thing. It's a joint effort. And Claire was silent. And so we immediately knew that this was going to cause some drama because we were cracking up and Audrey posted this on our Instagram story. You know, we have all these outlets like E! News reporting the split and everybody's like, oh my God, do you think it's real? You know, we're waiting for the confirmation. It's sort of like a maybe, maybe not thing. And then Dale just puts this out there and he goes, oh, hell no, I'm out. This is over. Goodbye. Well, and the hilarious thing about that too was like the, all of like E! News, uh, page six, whoever else the fuck was reporting on it were explicitly saying that Dale and Claire had separated like which indicated a break versus like a break up and then like two hours later Dale posted this like oh no 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 we're broken up Uh, (laughs) so I just found that to be so depressing and hilarious at the same time then you know what a couple hours goes by or a couple days yeah a couple days no, well, okay, I have to I have to mention this interview really quickly because this did not get enough media attention. So just a few hours after Dale announced the breakup, he was spotted in New York by a bunch of paparazzi, kind of got attacked by all these journalists and paparazzi being asked about the decision to call off their engagement. And, you know, when he got asked why the two ended their relationship, he said, quote, honestly, we've just got a lot going on in our lives right now. This is just the health- healthiest thing for both of us. And he said, Claire and I will be cool. And then apparently he was asked if he would consider starring on Bachelor in Paradise or becoming the next Bachelor. And he said, quote, not there yet, man, which I hate. And there's one more thing that you'll hate even more. Apparently somebody asked him, you know, are you looking for love or whatever? And he said that he's, quote, not even looking at any possible DMs, which you just hate to see. So I just had to acknowledge that interview because I don't think that got enough attention. I don't think people know about that interview. And just the cringe level of that is too high to handle. So 
anyway, that's kind of the last that we hear of Dale. So then finally, a couple days later, we eventually get a post from Claire. And this is what she says. I was made aware of a quote, mutual statement at the same time you all were. So I've needed some time to really digest this. Speaking for myself, my intentions with this relationship have always been clear. So the truth is I am crushed. This was not what I expected or hoped for and I'm still trying to process this. 2020 was one hell of a year with COVID battling severe anxiety post-show, balancing a public new relationship all while slowly losing my mother. It hasn't been ideal circumstances, but that is life, right? I've been looking forward to the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh. Our, <laughs> our relationship was not perfect, but I can say that I genuinely invested with all of my heart. I may not have all the answers, but I do know this. I will continue to show up, stand by my word, and be committed to love. XO Claire. Okay. Now, before we go any further, let me just say... <sighs> I've been having a lot of thoughts because between the Sarah Trot of it all, the Claire Crawley of it all, and the Sabrina Carpenter of it all, it's like this constant feeling of men just fucking getting out of Dodge while women get all the press, they get all the attention, negative, negative. And meanwhile, you know, let me just like obviously they're both on the wrong side and like it's so clear Claire's on the wrong side because hello we all watched the first three episodes of her and Tasha's season where she fully blocked out any other man and only set her sights for Dale it was so clear that Dale was not even like was it not clear that he was there for fame was it not I mean he crystal baby crystal he wasn't even good at faking it it wasn't a good acting job and poor Claire was so I mean that's the truth like the truth of it is like is she on the wrong side for having poor judgment yeah but her intentions were true and that is the truth like when when we're reading this statement when she says my intentions with this relationship have always been very clear so the truth is I am crushed I believe every single word she says yes is over here with a fucking smirk on his face he is probably 500,000 followers richer. I don't know that, but that's, you know, my assessment based on Claire having a million followers, very suspicious. Not two days before this breakup shit breaks, is there like cutesy little, you know, selfie videos of them or or that video of him like bonking her head on the ceiling? (laughs) I was just going to say, how horrible is it that one of their last posts together was him hitting her head on the ceiling by accident. I just think that's very ironic and really, really sad for Claire. I actually feel as though that Dale, (laughs) I feel as though that Dale like actually has like pure negative bad intentions from the start. That's just a suspicion, but that's how I feel. I feel that Claire was extremely vulnerable And when she set her sights for him, it was clear to him. I think the producer said, you're going to propose to her because you guys got to get out because Claire's not in this anymore and you can figure it out later. And I think Dale probably was pressured into it or whatever, but you know, he, it's not like he didn't have a choice. You don't have to propose to anybody. You don't sign a contract that says you have to propose to someone. But I think he said, you know what? 
that makes me the winner and I didn't even have to stay here for two months to do it so that's pretty fucking iconic I mean Um, he's a party city model guys okay clearly he's here for the fame and it's kind of the same thing as Sarah because like I ran into a TikTok on my for you page of Sarah being like here's how I became a professional model and I'm like hmm I thought that you were a broadcast journalist Mm -hmm. and then the model thing is like, and the actual TikTok was like, here's how I expanded my reach on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm like, oh, so you're expanding your reach. Like, I'm not saying, you know, like, do you do the business and like, you know, get grinding, do your hustle, whatever. But like, that just isn't a good look. And that's the problem with these fucking young people, you know, particularly Sarah, but Dale, I just, I'm pissed off because, you know, we spent the whole season. I sound very whiny. I need to bring down my timbre a little bit. <laughs> the whole season or the whole time that Claire was on Bachelor being pissed off at her for being like image she was she had like hard eyes and she just wasn't thinking straight but that doesn't make her a bad person and yes is the show up thing annoying yes and I can agree with all the reasons that we found her to be you know off-putting at times but let's just call a spade a spade let's call Dale a fucking cheater and a douchebag and let's let Claire have this one because she got fucked she got absolutely fucked and I feel for her okay I'm I'm we were on the wrong side up until now because I'm seeing Claire (laughs) okay I will definitely say that Dale is way more on the wrong side than Claire is because yes it is very clear and it's what we were Audrey and I were dying at right before we started recording this I I actually went to try to find Dale's Instagram post when he posted that quote confirming the split and it's since been deleted and that pretty much says everything you need to know. Yeah. I just I feel so bad for her and I'm I feel pissed off because currently my TikTok TikTok TikTok, TikTok page is I keep running into these TikToks that are like making fun of women and I'm just like feeling very like team women these days and so like you could you know women always could do team women always and I'm pissed off because men look at Joshua Bassett and we'll get into it but Joshua Bassett's just out here making getting streams getting followers and for what talking about him because he didn't write a stupid song about it but he did happen to release one of his songs during all of this and mooching off of Sabrina's success I mean Olivia's success and we'll get into it same with fucking Matt James like I just I know it really does it really does get old and also can I just say I forgot to mention this so I know where I'm kind of backpedaling a little bit but can I just say that it is quite interesting that this whole Sarah and g spotted together thing news breaks right before that episode drops yeah come it's on whole, it's really it's becoming genuinely so frustrating just constantly having to be like is this a PR stunt I just hate it I know it feels like everything is it it is and we're all just a bunch of sheep we are but you know what's not a PR stunt is Claire's willingness to settle down and have babies babies (laughs) (laughs) for her so much like don't get me wrong I am not a fan of Claire but I I really 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 do feel bad for her because she is clearly the one being embarrassed right now being treated horribly there's all these dale cheating rumors with this like new york real estate agent and i'm just like she doesn't deserve any of this it's it's actually really sad when you think about it i mean just think about like the problem with this is of course there's going to be people who have constructive criticism 
over Claire and her whole entire situation on the show. And, you know, I think she can be playful with some of that stuff. Like, oh yeah, haha, babies, haha. I am obsessed with love, haha. I didn't have any sense of reality when I was on the show, whatever. But for all, all the people who are just kind of playing and, you know, teasing and it's all in good fun, there's so many people who are like, literally, Claire, go kill yourself. Like, I hate you and you fucking suck and you're a horrible person. You're the worst bachelorette ever. And so when she says something like on this Instagram post where she's like, went through severe anxiety post-show, I believe that 100%. Oh, I can't God, imagine yeah. how it feels to have literally like how big is Bachelor Nation's fan base how many of them are probably fucking crazy who are just probably sending her DMs from ghost accounts, telling her to kill herself and telling her they wish that she never was on The Bachelor and stuff. Like, it doesn't matter if logically you know that that stuff isn't, doesn't matter or may not be a real threat or whatever. That's got to get to you. Like, who wouldn't that fucking get to if you were getting tens of hundreds of thousands of messages about that? So. No, I agree. And I think that Instagram has rolled out a lot of features that I'm not a fan of, but I will say thank you to Instagram for allowing some of these people to turn off their comments because that would have been an ugly, ugly, ugly comment section. Yeah. And I mean, I think if anything, this, this breakup definitely leaves everybody feeling sorry for Claire and definitely, you know, if they would have just broken up, then that's what the story would have been. The story would have been, they just broke up. Claire was an idiot for hanging on to this dude, you know, the way that she did, but these cheating rumors, you know, Claire is 40 years old. She's not manipulating some sort of PR scandal to make sure she comes out of this on top. That's real. Like whether or not he is cheating, the rumors are real. You can see him in all of these paparazzi videos, eating that shit up. Like it's for dinner and (laughs) feels super authentically like Claire deserves happiness and Dale is the bad guy on the wrong side. Okay. Okay. Done and done. (laughs) All righty. Now let's get into the The grand finale. Grand fucking finale. Sabrina Carpenter has entered the chat and she threw us all for a loop on Friday morning when she released her new song skin, a seemingly direct response to Olivia Rodrigo. And we are absolutely fucking shook. If you haven't heard it yet, there's a few lyrics that stand out that make it clear she is clapping back to Olivia, and I'll just read a few. Maybe we could have been friends if I met you in another life. Maybe you didn't mean it. Maybe blonde was the only rhyme. Want my heart to be breaking. I'm happy and you hate it. You try to get under my skin while he's on mine. Yeah, all on my skin. You can't get under my skin if I don't let you in. That was my fan poetry. Can I first say that whenever you try, like if if anybody is ever bored and wants to just feel really, really cringe, read song lyrics out loud. Because I remember when we were covering Taylor's new album and I was reading a few lyrics that I really liked and they're so beautiful in the song, but reading them out loud in a normal voice makes them so horrible. It's just a really bad experience, but you did a great job. And Emily and I were chatting a little bit about this before we started recording. I actually don't think it's a bad song-ish. I mean, I turned it on and I was like, oh yeah, I mean, she has a good voice. Um, I hated the lyrics and I was pissed off about the lyrics and I thought it was so unnecessary, which we'll get into. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. I- that doesn't mean that I don't think that the whole situation is annoying because I have some thoughts. 
Yeah, so I'm not a fan of the song. I just find it very whiny and the lyrics just make it even worse. So I listened to it twice. I tried to listen to it a third time and I I couldn't do it. So we disagree. I mean, I I feel like we agree. Like I, (laughs) I'm just trying to acknowledge like objectively, it's not as bad as Lie, Lie, Lie or Joshua Bassett's music. Like he's, he's not, he's, to me, he's, he, I don't think it's good music. Okay, fair enough. She can be in the middle. Yeah. But I mean, when I first listened to it, I think all of our jaws completely dropped to the floor. It was truly uncalled for. Maybe Blonde was the only rhyme sent me through the roof. I gasped. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And let's just, let me just put this out there. The lyric that she's referring to is, you're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt. She's so much older than me. She's everything I'm insecure about. Okay. First of all. Did not rhyme anything with the word blonde. Just have to put that out there. Second Ooh, of all. Oh, great point. It wasn't the only rhyme because it didn't rhyme with anything. Yeah. So let's <gasps> make a clapback song about how Sabrina Carpenter doesn't know what the word rhyme means. <laughs> Second of all, every that was the singular. The lyric that I just sang from Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Go stream it on Spotify or Apple Music or anywhere you can find music. Forget the wrong side and listen to Driver's License. Is the only mention of Sabrina Carpenter in the entire song by Olivia Rodrigo and the way that Sabrina chose violence (laughs) she did she just decided to make it all about her and I saw a TikTok last night that I could not that put into words exactly how I'm feeling which is if this is indeed a PR stunt then Sabrina Carpenter needs to hire a new marketing team and PR team because sure did this get her a bunch of streams sure is she going to make money off of this? Absolutely. Because we all wanted the tea and I'm happy for you. But so let's, let's distinguish marketing, sales, make money, PR, public relations, public sentiment cannot be monetized. Did your public sentiment go up after this song? No. Nope. Let's talk about that. What was the reason, Sabrina, that you had to make this about you? It was just such a bad look. And let me just tell you, here's what I think would have been a extremely strategic approach to this entire situation if I had been Sabrina. Because obviously, let's just say this too. Let's acknowledge. While Olivia didn't say anything harsh about Sabrina, seems like Sabrina, you know, kind of acknowledges that. But Maybe Sabrina is more responding to all of the talk that she was engaged, that people engaged in about her after driver's license came out the same way that everybody was like, Joshua, why, why did you do this? You broke her heart. But to me, it felt like a joke. If Sabrina wanted to just, you know, get her coin and dip the fuck out, she could have made a song that was called skin that had maybe, maybe some of the these lyrics but let's let's take out the blonde lyric and let's take out the you try to get under my skin while he's on mine yeah all on my skin because then we're we're putting in some subtlety back into the chat Mm -hmm. and that way people can stream the song they can listen to your music you can make money you can get the tea okay but then you don't look like an asshole for basically telling Olivia you can go fuck yourself because I got your man so what's it to ya get at me oh 
but then people are still streaming and it's more of like a speculation but when she put the term with the lyric maybe blonde was the only rhyme you're basically telling all of us that you're talking about olivia and then you look like an asshole she just looks like a mean girl who's like haha i win go fuck yourself you know what i mean exactly and here's my thing i think if she would have released a song more so focused on how she was being treated by fans and just by random people on the internet because obviously a lot of people were commenting on her post being like you're the worst you know you stole olivia's man and she's the villain and maybe if she would have released a song about how she was you know hurting from being under attack and just saying you know I didn't do anything I didn't mean to hurt anybody I'm just living my life you know I have no no ill will then people would have said hell yeah like you tell them off Sabrina like you live your life you're not a villain you're not trying to hurt anybody it's just how the situation worked out but exactly she came for Olivia and for what the whole song that Olivia released the iconic song that is driver's license that I can't stop listening to exactly <laughs> like you said she did not come for Sabrina if anything she complimented her she's everything that I'm insecure about I don't she never said you know your new bitch can rot in hell <laughs> like I'm so confused why Sabrina was so taken aback by this song if anything it really was a compliment to her and clearly Joshua is the problem so why are we why do we have these girls now fighting why do we have Sabrina releasing a diss track it's all just so unnecessary like how about we all attack Joshua okay if we're gonna attack anybody why the hell are we fighting over this like 12 year old looking puny white dude okay yeah. he's just not worthy of all this hype and attention and the feud now another crazy thing is i from what i am understanding uh, like on twitter and stuff sabrina has a huge stanhood like she has a huge following um, well we we experienced that we experienced first. <laughs> when we posted a recap about this whole tea like a week ago or whatever oh my god <laughs> and they and we didn't even have any opinions on either of them. We were just like, oh, here's what's happening. You know, we didn't say anything about anyone other than what was happening. And oh my God, the Sabrina stands were in our comments being like, stop sending Sabrina death threats. Like she's going, she's not okay. This is not okay. It's not okay to cyberbully. And we were like, where are the death threats, dude? Like, that's crazy. And then they would respond and be like, oh, well, not you, but like other people. And so then- you know, <laughs> at some of the Twitter responses to this whole fiasco of Sabrina's song, the Sabrina stands are going so hard being like, this is so clearly not directed at Olivia. It's clearly directed at all the people who are sending Sabrina death threats. And it's like, no, it's not, dude. It's literally not. It's about Olivia. It's Sabrina being like, fuck you, Olivia, for giving me all this like negative press or whatever. But the the thing is, driver's license is honestly barely in a way to me about Joshua Bassett. To me, it's like a fucking iconic breakup song, Taylor Swift level. It's just something that you can scream at the top of your lungs when you're feeling emotional. And like I said on the last podcast, when I covered this, nobody actually is even mad at Joshua. Like whatever, it's young love, they'll be fine. It's a Jesse McCartney type situation, a tale as old as time. But when Sabrina jumped in, I was just like, girl, that was a bad move, okay? Then news then drops on the same day that Joshua Bassett's upcoming EP features a collaboration with Sabrina Carpenter titled We Both Knew. Now, I don't give a fucking shit whether or not this song addresses. <laughs> I don't give a shit whether this song addresses the situation or not. 
I'm fucking over it. They are absolutely scraping the bottom of the barrel to try to get as many streams as possible. And I find that to be incredibly frustrating and overshadowing of the success that Olivia Rodrigo so deserved. This song was monumental. It broke so many records. It literally topped the charts. She deserves to be celebrated and not have this whole situation be fucking bogged down by Sabrina and Joshua's thirsty asses trying to make some money off of Olivia's success. And that's how I feel. I'm a little angry about it later. I mean, I'm angry about it and I'll probably regret being so angry later, but that EP news like sent me over the edge. (laughs) No, and I, it's, it's too much. And you know what? I just thought of something that I want to compare this to. So we all remember the iconic moment that Selena Gomez released the song, Lose You to Love Me, Mm -hmm. which was so obviously about Justin Bieber. Everybody knew that from the get-go. Yep. And in the song, she obviously references Haley Bieber, formerly Haley Baldwin, yep. by basically saying, you know, like in in what two months you replaced us. But I see a lot of similarities between this song and Olivia's song because Selena Gomez's song was very clearly about how hurt she was by Justin Bieber and how hurt she was to see him happy with another woman, Haley Baldwin. But you know what? Haley Baldwin didn't come back with the diss track. Justin Bieber didn't respond with the diss track. They, I mean, obviously they probably weren't loving the song and Haley Baldwin isn't a singer, but you know, they let her have that moment because that's how she needed to heal. And so I don't understand why Olivia Rodrigo can't have her moment without Sabrina Carpenter and Joshua Bassett trying to capitalize on it. That just pisses me off. Yeah. And that's, and this goes back to my, you know, earlier point when we were talking about Clarendale and about, I forget, I forget now, but when we were talking about, oh, is this a PR stunt or not? Like Every time something happens now, we have to question, okay, what's real and what's fake? And that's frustrating for sure. And we will never know. There's probably a lot of things that happen in the media that are totally doctored and just something for all of us to talk about. And that's fine, whatever. Um, and I find it interesting. I, it's kind of cool that we're like, you know, people are more aware of this kind of stuff now. So it's like, we're considering that and PR professionals need to also understand that. But when I'm thinking about the scenario, a lot of people are asking, is there a chance that it's all three of them working together to do this whole, you know, song and dance to get a bunch of streams and make a bunch of money so that they all get publicity? Um, there's a chance for that. I personally think that Olivia wrote this song by herself, raw, unfiltered. She wrote it like six months ago. She, you know, took the time to film a music video. She uh, recorded the track or whatever and released it. and I feel as though if anything is doctored or kind of guided by PR and marketing people, it is the, where the Sabrina and Joshua part comes into it when they're dropping their music, when Sabrina drops this new song, when they're talking about it on their socials, all of that, that to me feels just kind of scummy. So that's kind of the, interesting part of this conversation like when we're considering if this is a PR stunt or not okay well if it's if all three of them are in on it then to me Joshua and Sabrina are getting the short end of the stick because to me they look like assholes but if it's just the two of them okay well then they're also assholes because they're like totally pinching off of Olivia's success so that's why I don't feel like it is there's just certain things you can't predict nobody could have predicted the way that the song driver's license was going to blow up 
it blew the fuck up definitely thanks to tiktok for sure it had like a huge number of streams and i just don't think that even if they would have tried to plan this out you can't predict something like that and so that's why i don't think that it's the three of them and i stand firmly on the side that olivia is just in her own lane with her driver's license driving in her own lane i was was just gonna say that's how she passed her driver's test okay she's able to stay in her own lane and sabrina and joshua i'm sorry like i think that they're being a little bit thirsty and i got frustrated with the ep like sabrina's skin was almost the final straw and then the ep news dropped and i was like just give it a fucking rest i'm not even gonna listen to it i'll let google tell me what the lyrics are and then we'll move on Exactly. And I just, another reason why I think I love Olivia Rodrigo so much is because she doesn't post a lot on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. You know, I think when a lot of people release a movie or their music, they're all over social. There's like 20 plus stories every day. They're, you know, doing all this press. And Olivia is really kind of keeping to herself. She doesn't say a lot when she does post something. It's very normal content just her driving around lol and yeah she's she's not I don't know I can just tell that she's a good normal person she's not a thirst monster and I definitely think that Sabrina and Joshua are 100% capitalizing on this using it as a PR stunt to their advantage but it's kind of backfiring on them and I really genuinely do not think that Olivia is involved in this I think it's a narrative that she would very much like to be excluded from totally agree I'm glad we're on the same Side. Yeah, I think Joshua and Sabrina, you're on the wrong side on this one. Olivia, she stays winning. I mean, there's no scenario where Olivia doesn't win. <laughs> I agree. And I cannot wait for more music from her because she drops nothing but bangers. Bangers, baby. Yeah. But I will say that I am scared to ever post anything about her or Sabrina Carpenter again, because I can't stress enough how terrifying it was to have all those fan accounts coming onto our page. No, they were on our Instagram. They were on our TikTok. They were in our DMs. Like it was horrifying, but that organic reach though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, we have talked your fucking ears off. So I think we will close it. Wait, can I just say a few things? Yes. Okay. So I've just been really into watching everything lately. I think this podcast is really helped me just binge content even more than I already did. And there's a couple things that I need everybody to watch. Okay. First of all, I, and then I have one content update in case people didn't hear. Um, it was confirmed this week that there will be a season two of Bridgerton, which we already knew, but they did confirm that it'll be following, uh, Anthony, the eldest Bridgerton sibling. I saw that. Yeah, which is not like huge news for anybody, but I just wanted to put that out there because very exciting. And they're going to start filming uh, this spring. So get ready for that. But as far as content as I need everybody to watch right now, number one, The Wilds on Amazon Prime. Audrey has finally started it. Thank God. It's about goddamn time. She won't stop playing Fortnite. I'm like, put Fortnite away for two seconds and watch the show for our show. Okay. Guys, if anyone wants to play Fortnite with me, no, yeah, I'll give you my gamer tag. Case. No, this, we are not enabling this horrible behavior. Oh, so I love Fortnite. 
my God. Okay. So anyway, I need Audrey to finish the wilds because I binged it in two days, actually before the power went out. Thank God. And mm-hmm. hopefully we can actually recap it next week because wow, what a show. I'm like a brand ambassador for it. Like everybody that is listening to this, go watch the wilds on Amazon prime. You will not regret it. I'll give you my login if you need it. Okay. And then the second show that I need everybody to watch, if you like true crime, if you don't, this is not the show for you. The Night Stalker on Netflix. Okay. Have you is heard it, of this? Um, no. Is it like, tell me, is it, uh, when you say true crime, does that mean it's like snapped, like, like documentary style reenactments? So this is a docu-series all about Richard Ramirez, who is known as the Night Stalker. And he was an, a, a serial killer Whew. in California, mostly in the Los Angeles area, a couple in the San Francisco area. But oh my God, you guys, it is a lot. And just to prep anybody, if they get a little queasy, the side of blood, uh, there are some pretty real crime scene photos. They're very real and it's a lot, but what it's only a four part docuseries. There's only four episodes, binge it all in one day. You'll have nightmares for one night, just like I did, but then you'll get over it. It is a crazy docuseries. Go watch it. Okay. Good to know. And then one more, was that the, the entirety of your list? Correct. One more note. Are you a Marvel person? I can't remember if we've discussed. I'm, oh my God, people are going to hate me again. I'm not, but I don't have anything against it. I'm just not a Marvel stan. No, it's okay. I actually feel it's a hard entry point because there's so much history. It's like, it's like trying to be a stan of what's that show that everybody watched? Game of Thrones. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. I I get so overwhelmed. I mean, Game of Thrones is just a, a show. Like Marvel, Marvel is an entire universe, so I get it. But there's a new show called WandaVision. It's coming out on Disney Plus, or it's already out on Disney Plus that James and I are going to start watching. So um, after you finish the Wilds, yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> so much. I've just I've resorted to I watch the Wilds while I work out because I like to spend my real free time playing Fortnite now. So I'm just trying to get Baby Yoda with my battle pass, and then I'll be over it. So. I hate you so much for those words but it's your birthday next week so I'll give you a pass yeah are you gonna get me anything we'll see you gave me like a dollar (laughs) maybe if every every one of our followers could Venmo you a dollar on your birthday then you'd have 264 (laughs) dollars Emily and I are like really obsessed with our marketing strategy on Instagram you guys we have to talk about it later we don't have time like we've been talking for so long but but we're having a lot of fun we have some hilarious stories about our endeavors (laughs) we're gonna dress memes our gate next episode oh my god memes our gate that's a little (laughs) teaser we'll discuss next week I'm sure there's not gonna be enough info so we can talk about it but give us your best guesses on what memes our gate is in our dms Oh God, please. I'm so excited. I have the screenshots ready to go. (laughs) I'm scared. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for joining Emily. I'm so glad to have you back. It definitely feels refreshing to have somebody to talk to on this podcast and I missed you. So I'm glad you're back. I missed you. I'm sure everybody else is glad you're back too. This felt really good. I was looking forward to this all week. I felt like it's been a year since I've been gone. So thank you all for having me back. I really appreciate it. Okay, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.